Welcome y bienvenidos to Presently Aquí with Claudia, an insightful mindfulness podcast to help you discover ways to control your thoughts, emotions, fears, and essentially mastering self-love. Hi everyone and welcome to Presently Aquí with Claudia. I am Claudia, your host. And Presently Aquí is a community of healers that come together from around the world to share their deep transformational stories about their self-discovery and self-healing. And as you know, how excited I get to have a guest always. And today, I, you know, again, you know, they're all special. I'm not gonna like, pick one over the other because they're all just phenomenal and um, I'm, I'm excited to introduce you all to Kelly and Kelly Keefe is a transformation guide empowerment and abundance coach Reiki master teacher and vibrational artist passionate about helping people live from their heart space she's an international best-selling author and speaker serving globally Kelly provides transformational coaching group programs and retreats supporting to radically transform your life for the better in her book, Rise Above Fear, Kelly supports you in understanding how fear works and how we can befriend it to transcend the barriers we place upon ourselves. She lives fully and loves to see others do the same. Welcome, Goddess. Thank you so much. Your voice is just a soothing balm for the soul. It's so oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. It must be my 20 years of singing. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so uh, I also was uh, in another life, uh, reservations agent for a lot of hotels, so I can make it really, hi everyone, welcome to Presently Aki. <laughs> so I know, <laughs> I know the inflections of the voice really well, so thank you. Yeah, um, and today we have a special surprise, Kelly's gonna go and take us into this beautiful meditation before we start our conversation. Yes, thank you so much. Cool, so wherever you are, if you're seated, go ahead and just allow yourself to really set into your seat bones here, feeling your hips growing heavier with each breath, maybe placing your feet on the floor, wiggling the toes a bit and then allowing them to land. It's beginning to bring an awareness to the spine stacked above the hips, feeling this support, this alignment going up the spine, bringing an awareness to the neck and the head, allowing yourself to feel the body naturally adjust any slight shifts that are needed to bring in the perfect alignment for you in this moment. And just beginning to observe the breath, moving in and out the nose. We're not changing it, not judging it, just observing. Observing the sensation of the breath as it moves through the nose, the throat, the chest, the belly, and the sensation as it goes up and out the nose. And in a couple of breaths, which I'll lead in a couple of breaths, we'll deepen our inhales to an inhale of four in a couple of breaths. So with our next inhale, 
Breathing in for one, two, three, four, hold. Open the mouth, let it go with a sigh. Again, breathing in for one, two, three, four, hold. Taking in another sip and another sip, hold, and let it go with a sigh. And again, breathing in for one, two, three, four, hold. Breathing in another sip, and another sip. Even if you think you can't, one more sip. Hold, and let it go with a sigh. <sighs> Allowing yourself to feel the space created within and around you. And beginning to imagine a ball of white light rotating just above the head. Seeing this bubble, this ball of white light spinning around the head. And as you're ready, welcoming in this ball of warm white light, seeing it moving down the head Seeing this bubble pop over the head and this warm white light begins to melt over the forehead, the temples, the eyes. Seeing it moving down through the cheeks, the back of the head, the back of the neck, filling the throat, the collarbones, the shoulder blades, filling the shoulders, the arms, the elbows, feeling the forearms, the wrists, the hands. The warm white light flows down through the head, down the back, moving down, down, down the spine. Feeling the chest flowing down the torso. Feeling the pelvic floor, the hips. Flowing down through the glutes, the quads, the knees, down through the shins, the calves, filling the ankles, the feet, flowing out the toes, and allowing this light to burst out the soles of the feet, feeling it beginning to penetrate and go deep into Earth Mother allowing this warm white light to flow down through the head all the way through and deep into the earth. Allowing this to continue to run as it needs to. And let's keeping this connection, taking a deep breath into the belly and let it go.
Beginning to wiggle the fingers, the toes, maybe moving the head side to side, rolling the shoulders, taking your time, finding yourself arriving into the space. Beautiful. Mm. That was a spiritual shower. Mm. Yes. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. a great, that's a great term for that cleanse. Yes. That was marvelous. And, I, and your voice was so light and airy. I loved it. Thank you. Oh my gosh, this is a great way to start a conversation. All right, listeners. So thank you for joining us in that meditation. Hopefully, if you're driving, you're able to play that back later when you're home and enjoy it. Um, so with that said, beautiful goddess Kelly, um, if you can please share with us, what are some of the challenges that you face in your path to self-discovery? Yeah, so many. <laughs> so many, I know. Uh, it's like, which one do I pick? Yeah. You know, I feel for me, when, and I appreciate the journey of being able to go back into the period of remembering right. and looking at those spaces. And I am a recovering lone wolf. Mm -hmm. Um and when I went through the process of being led to my hermit cave, you know, going through a lot of adversity and what I perceived at the time, betrayals and hurts and all mm -hmm. the things, I found myself spending a lot of time alone. Yeah. To the space where the people who were my friend, who, you know, I thought were my friends, who, you know, filters, who do we, how do we describe it? Those who I resonated with at one time, mm -hmm. who no longer felt in resonance, my all my interests were changing i had no interest in partying and drinking and smoking i didn't really understand why and all i wanted to do was meditate and be alone and i was sensitive and you know then books are falling off the shelves uh -huh. i manifest my first reiki teacher you know and this path started to present itself and i didn't know anyone around me who got it and uh -huh. who was on the same wavelength and that was really challenging Yes. You know, going through that, let alone the comprehending who I was and mm -hmm. accepting yeah. of the truth of it and learning to listen to that space. That was definitely, yeah. I think, one of the hardest ones. I can definitely relate. I think for most of us, we can all relate, right? Um, I love how you said you're recovering, lone wolf. That is amazing. I've never heard it put that way. And that is all of us. Like, we... Right, because um, the world has kind of put us in a place where we weren't accepted, our parents, friends, and um, a lot of our abilities were not mm, known or uh, welcomed, right? Yeah, yeah, and there's, you know, I started, at a young age, I was having a lot of mystical experiences, yeah. um, and my parents shut it down rightfully you know they did the mm. best they could with what they had yeah. um and i also was bullied as a kid so there's a lot of beliefs i had that being close to people or yeah. having friends equaled being hurt so there's a lot of subconscious yeah. junk mm. that i had to get rid of mm -hmm. and if we look at a macro we're living in a time where we went from tribal living to now a lot of individualization. 
where it's everyone for themselves and fiercely Mm -hmm. independent, et cetera, et cetera, where we've kind of forgotten that interdependence is the way. We've gone like, you know, Miss Mr. Independent, where there's a balance, such as anything in life, there's a balance to us being independent, where the real sweet spot is interdependence. And that's where we allow ourselves to be in community, where we allow ourselves to receive support and to be together and also to be able to give. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, How did you feel, um, you know, growing up and and going through these aspects? um, Where in that did you start creating that that internal cave for yourself, your Mm -hmm. lone wolf, right? Because it was a survivor mechanism, as, as most of us go through. What was it that you started to really, I guess you, you made a safe space for yourself, right? Because you didn't feel safe. Um, and, and how did you handle that and the scrutiny that came with it? Yeah. Well, you know, when, again, hindsight, I love, I think it was Steve Jobs who said that, like, you can only connect the dots when you look back. Mm-hmm. You know, and that space where we can see that everything's so divinely orchestrated you know, and if something happened a certain way, it's how it had to happen. If it was right. supposed to happen any other way, then it would have happened that way. You know, but as a child and through my adolescence, my way to create a safe space then was to pretend to sleep, mm. which then brought me into these deep meditations. So I had hundreds of hours of meditation under my belt through mm-hmm. childhood and adolescence where I was going wow. to these alternative places and not understanding why I'd see these colors or why I was having these experiences, Mm -hmm. which made me feel very unbalanced here, you know, and further created that feeling of separation. But if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be who I am today because, again, I had hundreds of hours of meditation under my belt, accessing these higher planes, preparing me for who I am and what I do today. And then creating that space for me in that apartment to go into my nook you know, I'm a great hermit. My human design, I'm a projector. My, like, my ideal environment's the cave. Like, mm-hmm. like that's really c- comfortable for me. And knowing that I can create something that feels good yeah. and I have a bit more control of who comes in and out of mm-hmm. my space feels really great for me. Because, mm-hmm. um, again, we're all on this journey of that self-discovery, self-mastery, yeah. knowing thyself. Finding that balance. For me, a space with that is, and still to this day, I have to balance, okay, solitude is great. And then there can be a fine line of when solitude becomes isolation, and that's not healthy for anybody. Right. And so it was the moving to New York where I started to find my community Mm. and started to dip into these different waters and find that, like, oh, doing this journey with people and having community who gets it and finding yeah. soul family, you know, that's um, it's a, such an immediate accelerator and a fresh yeah. spring water for the soul. Wow. How did you learn to meditate as a child? Like, where did you get that from? I don't, I guess past lives. I really don't wow. have, you know, yeah. I, like there's nothing of, you know, I remember laying in my, in my tiny bedroom that I, I convinced my parents to let me convert the like home office into my bedroom because I had to have my own room. So it was like yeah. literally you could put like a bed and like my old school stereo and like that was my room. Okay. Um, and I remember at night I would be wired. I couldn't sleep. And mm-hmm. somehow I just 
trained myself to be able to slow my heart rate down mm-hmm. and like bring myself into sleep and go hit these different colors in these different spaces. Like that's some like advanced yogi stuff. Yeah. I was just doing it. I don't, wow. yeah. That is remarkable because, yeah. you know, um, it's for, for the child brain to go from hyperactive right like so much energy and you don't know right you also don't know what all of this means the emotions the thoughts and then for you to just figure out that sweet spot that is truly amazing and then to have it done you know as a child and then continue on your teenage years and you know like you said like by by in your 20s you have hundreds of hours of meditation under your belt and um and i too am a projector um in the human design mine is the shores though which makes sense i'm over Mm. here in los angeles but um that is that is truly amazing um what type of projector it does it did you find out what it was yeah i'm a projector two five so i'm a hermit heretic Mm. wow okay i'm a three five Okay, so okay, so you, got the, you get the five. That makes so I much sense in podcasting. Yes, right, getting the message out and then not caring what uh, what people say because it, it needs to be said. Mm. Um, so you understand, but um, remarkable because I don't want to come across many projectors. As you know, it's only 10%, but uh, you're the second one. And um, so there, there's something to be said mm. um, there that perhaps we're – emanating some frequency mm-hmm. and uh, like you're saying right coming back to that tribe um and, and because we're here to kind of direct the show right and say hey we could see outside for i'm just describing it to the listeners for those that are not aware of human design and as a projector there's I, there's four types right four mm-hmm. five four types um so yeah you know the projector we are kind of the director of the sh- of the movie, right? We see the bigger vision, and then everyone else has their parts. Um, so maybe that's something that I don't know. That just came through. I'm like, maybe that's why we're finding each other um, to mm-hmm. to kind of unite that bigger picture in, in the tribal space. Um, so you mentioned that you moved to New York and you found your tribe. Tell me a little bit more about that because I didn't. I'm I, I'm from New York City. I know we had this conversation, but I was unable to and uh, until I moved out here. So I would love to hear how that worked out for you. Yeah. So when I moved to New York, I was already identifying as a yogi. Mm. So I was finding different yoga studios and I continued to have some serendipitous ways. Mind you, I was attuned to level one at that time. So I also was, you know, practicing every day. I was deep in, um, you know, in the scriptures and being with the Bible. And, you know, I was doing my work to be in alignment and I was sent to New York. You know, I was like, I'm moving to New York. And everyone was like, where are you going to live? What are you going to do for work? I said, I don't know any of that. But all I know is that by the time I get there, I'll have somewhere to live and I'll have work and both mm-hmm. manifested. So it was a very divinely guided experience and it's still my experience here. Like my whole journey of New York is very interesting. But I was moving through different yoga studios and after a breakup with someone that I met um, 
on a Tuesday, 11 a.m., I found myself at a venue. Uh, it was still close to the public. I don't know how I got there. I, I know there was something like earthly that I got invited to something or it popped up on a Facebook. I don't recall, but it was a very random. Right. And I found myself at a cacao ceremony. Oh. With these people, I didn't know anyone, but we sat. And, you know, Florencia, who's now a dear sister, she's the founder of Cacao Lab. And she had just gotten back from Guatemala, and she was clear that her mission was to bring the medicine of cacao to the world. And there I was sitting in this cacao ceremony, and it opened my heart. And I had these deep conversations with new sisters and friends. And then I started going there, like, twice a week. And then I became part of, like, creating the events and now that's like right. main like soul family still so it was just kind of a boop i was brought that's, to them that's amazing what year was that 2016 2017 okay okay yeah. yeah i was i was in the corporate world and not anywhere near that that type of uh flow of of love and wellness right mm-hmm. um, that's why i was curious i'm like ooh. That's beautiful cacao ceremonies. I have yet to um, um, participate in one. Um, I've heard remarkable things, uh, as you just shared a little bit. Yes, the medicina of cacao. I'm so grateful for. I actually have mm. cacao right here. I always I do my best to have cacao before a podcast because it supports and being so grounded and present mm-hmm. and being from the heart space, you know, and yeah. to allow things to flow through. Oh, girl, yeah. we're going to have to set up something to come out there and do some ceremonies or definitely come to Costa Rica. We'll be, yes. you know, cacao every, on the daily. <laughs> on the daily. And I have bought 100% uh, cacao. Um, so I, I wanted to, like, be inspired. And I have not. I'm like, I still in my fridge. <laughs> So, so I definitely be open to that, and um, even when I go back home, because I have family there, I would love to get in touch and, and see what you got going on on mm-hmm. on that side of town. Oh my gosh! Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, so, at what point um, and during your journey were you able to pivot and become the healer? Right, as you kind of, mm-hmm. it seems like organically, were you already moving into this space? Yeah, yeah, it was, you know, I'm, I, I'm in awe sometimes of myself, this incarnation, mm-hmm. in a way of, like, my soul's so old, and I know I've done this yeah. so many times, that there's a level of just like, okay, this is what I'm here to do, and just like, taking radical action that's been at play through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um Something that I don't share too often on podcasts and that, but it feels right to do in this moment, you know, bringing this back to childhood in those spaces, I was receiving visitations from Jesus at five years old. Wow. And I was conversing with him and, Mm. you know, my dad asked me a couple months ago, we were having dinner. He's like, you remember that, right? And I was like, of course I remember. I was like, you remember that? And he's like... (laughs) Yes, I remember, like, I used to come into your room and hear you talking in the middle of the night and be like, Kelly, honey, what's going on? And he'd be like, oh, nothing, daddy, I'm just talking to Jesus. Like, crazy. Uh, But not crazy, it's just So there's this, at a soul level, I feel there's been this deep preparation Mm. 
for who I am and who I'm becoming, which we're all mm-hmm. on an endless journey of becoming. I don't think it's ever going to end mm-hmm. in our lifetime of this endless evolution of who we're becoming. But there's been this deep understanding within myself. And again, everything I planted myself in the family that I did so that I would have these, you know, my defense mechanism to go into meditation and prepare myself and look at it in these ways. So when I got the clairaudient message to look up healing modalities, I listened. And Mm -hmm. a couple of weeks later, I received another message that said the heart space. And there was this clear cognizance, this understanding, oh, this is what I'm supposed to create in the world. And I already had the entrepreneur bug because I had to start, I had a wholesale and retail company right out of school. Mm. So I already had this entrepreneurial, you know, space where I was like, I'm going to work for myself. I was like, oh, I got a taste of creating my own world, building a business where I was like, that's for me. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think corporate world's for me. So I was like, okay, cool. That's what I'm going to be doing. So it's just been this natural, like, this is who I'm going to be. There's a lot of, you know, inner turmoils and getting to do the work and things coming up. So I'm not just saying like, oh, it's just been rainbows and sunshine. I just got to it. But there was this innate stamina that just kind of came online with it. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. You're like, Daddy, I'm talking to Jesus. I love that. And as a little kid, it's just so innocent and pure. Yeah, it was, yeah. I wish there was, um, like, recordings of it. But I just remember Mm -hmm. waking up, and when it started, it was, you know, I was scared. Where, because I, like, I remember waking up and just seeing that bright light. And it, like, scared the bejesus out of me <laughs> unintended and i ran into my parents room and i was like mom dad jesus is in my closet and he won't let me sleep and you know i was a kid it wasn't monsters under the bed it was jesus right. in the closet you know set the tone That's for funny. my life i love that <laughs> it's not monsters it's jesus okay <laughs> It won't let me sleep. <laughs> oh my gosh, so beautiful. I only started seeing the white light on uh, when I started working with Archangel Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, when you see it and you feel it, you're like, oh my goodness. Um, so as a child, it must be overwhelming, right? To just be in that vibrational space and just freak out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I'm curious where, you know, because children are so plugged in mm-hmm. by nature. And so I'm curious, especially these, like the generation that's coming out right now, they're so tuned in and so so many of their parents have been Mm -hmm. on this path. So the consciousness in which they were uh, conceived at Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. very advanced. Yes. So I'm very curious to see um, how this generation unfolds. I know my nephew, he's two, Mm -hmm. he has a stick collection. He has a rock collection. Every time he goes outside, he runs out and gives the tree a hug. And my family's like, I wonder who he gets this from. <laughs> I love it. You're like, it's it's in the family DNA. What do you mean? <laughs> He's a star seed. Like, you know, and there's a, I saw like a reel recently where someone marked, they were like, their two-year-old also does it. So mm. it seems like it's a common trend yes. amongst these, these youth. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
children are always the masters to lead the way. So I'm very curious and excited to see what unfolds there. It is exciting. Um, There's this beautiful goddess up in Maine teaching spirit camp to uh, to children. Mm. Um, And so she teaches them about everything's chakra system their connection to nature um their you know abilities that they may have the parents may not understand so she i think she starts at four years old um she is remarkable she is a sister now and um she helped me start my career in teaching children mindfulness so i i I owe her everything um but yeah Mm -hmm. she's leading the space she's been doing it for a long time as well and um so there is a lot of uh, a lot of these beautiful teachers out there doing the work and and helping the children um, really tune in, right? Tune, fine tune it. I should say, fine tune their gifts because it's there already. So, um, you know, and as a practitioner of the mind, um, it's ju- what what happens is just by giving them the tools of understanding and uh, the wording mm-hmm. of what's happening, um, they're able. They're, to adjust and adapt so quickly it's it's remarkable and so i am just excited as you are um to see what the next generation will bring and i mean that's why they're coming in now to do that and i have a one-year-old niece and i already told my brother i'm like just every summer just throw her over this way because she was born on a very special planetary astrology day Mm -hmm. um she was supposed to have been born days later but she was like no today and i was like oh you and i i got you i got you yeah Right? Thank you for doing that work. I didn't know you were doing uh, youth work. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's quite humbling and uh, bring you to your knees kind of work. And you're just like, I feel like um, Wayne's World. I'm not worthy. <laughs> I'm not worthy. <laughs> I'm just like, what? This is what I do now? Um, yeah. So definitely just, just they are everything. So um, I'm, I'm excited to hear more about as your nephew grows up and starts to teach you because that's what i feel like there are our teachers and um they're coming in so pure and um it's it's magical so yeah um and you coming in as yourself you know you are you're one of them you know coming in talking to jesus meditating excuse me excuse me (laughs) hey that was it's just the natural beingness and i love that you're leading them in that way because just as it like as the children the sweet spot is, you know, we're all children in big bodies. Right. And we all have it as well. Where, where we yeah. can get to the youth and just, like, reaffirm to them, like, your magic and, like, what you're experiencing yeah. is truth. It's totally normal. Yeah. You know, and same for anyone who's listening who mm-hmm. maybe is curious or is going through something. Like, your magic is real. Your magic is real. Like, like it's like, like yeah. we'll affirm it right now. Like permission granted to be the magical version of yourselves. And if you're, you know, experiencing things or there's sensitivities, like it's completely normal. Yeah, exactly. you know, The supernatural is com- is is completely natural. I it love Yogi Bhajan, um, Kundalini teacher. Mm-hmm. There's um, you know, some triggers for people around him, but the work he did was immaculate, yeah. changing the collective consciousness forever. Mm-hmm. But Yogi Bhajan said. He's like, experiencing miracles and like synchronicities is completely normal. Mm-hmm. It's when you're not experiencing miracles and synchronicities, that's when 
you know, like, something's out of whack. Like, the supernatural Mm -hmm. is something we should be experiencing on the normal. That is reality. Yes, exactly. Oh, my God, that's beautifully said. That is exactly what I was describing to Kelly prior to us getting into this chat. I'm like, I feel a little disconnected, and that's exactly what it feels like. I'm like, there's no magic happening. What's going on? (laughs) So uh, I appreciate that coming through and sharing. Yeah, um, I wanted to, I know you said that you started, you know, the modalities. What was the first modalities that kind of led you into the other um, amazing things that you offer? Yeah, so yoga and meditation mm. led me into learning like Neville Goddard and manifestation, mm. energy law of attraction in that Beautiful. way. Mm-hmm. And it was while in Wayne Dyer, I was reading a lot of Wayne Dyer in those mm-hmm. in that season. And during there, and when I'm looking off, I'm like seeing myself there in case anyone's like, what's it? Like I'm just, I'm very visual. And so when I recall yeah. things, I'm reliving experiences. Yeah. Um, during that season, when I was going deep into the practices and like being with that, that's when the message came through to look up healing modalities and Reiki was the first modality mm. that I delved into that was niched into the healing arts. Wow. Wow. That is something that Reiki was the first calling for you. Wow. That is something. And um, where did you figure out, like, you know, obviously as you're getting older and you're starting Reiki, right? Where did you look, were able to look back and think, I was already kind of in this field like these Mm -hmm. things were just kind of bringing you right back into what was naturally for you um Mm -hmm. so yeah Mm, what a beautiful question um you know i resonated as i was creating more of the space Mm. for myself and being like that doesn't feel i was a rebel by nature I was like, I'm not going to go into the nine to five. I'm going to figure out the entrepreneur thing and ride the roller coaster, which I perceive entrepreneurship as, I mean, it is the spiritual journey. Yes. You create something out of nothing. You hold a vision and you have faith in something that to be created and you have to follow your intuition to do things and you have, you know, you come up against yourself and self mastery. So I feel it's kind of in the gym for it. Hmm. Um, But as I started to, deep and into meditation, I was reaching these places. I mean, I could feel the vast difference of alignment and not. I didn't have the words for it in that space, but I could feel it. Um, You know, riding the highs of, you know, just the flow and being, you know, being high on love, Mm -hmm. Um, then not. And then when Seth came into my world and I was just, Seth was my first uh, teacher two days after receiving the message, I met him at a Barnes and Noble, you know, very synchronistic of just like, this is what you do now. (laughs) Um, Right. right. And he started doing sessions on me and to just experience it. There was again, just that knowingness of this is what I'm here to do. Like I'm all in. There wasn't a, a questioning. There was just a, this is okay. This is what we do. And maybe that's just, I had built these pillars of faith and trust mm-hmm. um, going into it. And again, during the season, I was still, you know, 
I had a mentor from, I was doing side work, uh, like doing solar sales. I was selling door to door doing solar. And my mentor through there, he was deep on Jesus and the Bible. It was a Christian company. And so mm-hmm. he was just teaching us amazing journaling practices. And his was reflecting on a verse a day. And he's like, you can choose just a motivational quote or something like personal development. But I was playing with verses and different quotes and this amazing setup that he, he had for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel there was that I was at the spiritual gym and having that that faith muscle being interwoven, where it's just like, oh, you know, like God's will and my will be one and the same. And if this mm-hmm. is what's arriving while feeling, mm-hmm. you know, building, building this pillar of God, right. like, oh, this is God's will. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is something that you, how it just all intertwined. It's really amazing. Um, and as you're going through a long, you know, becoming this amazing healer naturally for you were there still a lot of shadow work that you had to process through of course you know (laughs) I was having a conversation with a brother um he's in the south of France and we were talking about how those of us and we're all healers Mm -hmm. you know a healer simply someone who's learned how to heal themselves and if we are in a human experience we're all evolving and fumbling our way through life sometimes seasons are more flows and sometimes more ebbs so we're all healers you know but those of us who are either perceived in the world as a powerful healer or choose that identity for ourselves you know choose your choose your adventure Mm -hmm. there tends to be a trend of having a lot of caca to have gone (laughs) through in life because you know, our mess becomes our message. And mm-hmm. we can't mm-hmm. really support someone through something powerfully and like with integrity if we haven't been through it. Yeah. So there's, I've been through a lot in my life. And that's not a, oh, woe is me. Like, I'm grateful. No. Mm-hmm. Because now there's not too much that can come through my door mm. that I feel I can't hold, mm. that I don't have some sort of, you know, deeper compassion for or understanding. Yeah. And doesn't mean that I, you know, what I experience that's similar to that is theirs and it's not for that. But I had to go through so much to get there. And the shadow work mm-hmm. never ends. This winter, yeah. I went into hibernation because I was like, ooh, there's a season of shadow work that, you know, I get to go mm-hmm. in and mm-hmm. really, you know, clean house and do the thing. So yeah. there was shadow work. There's still shadow work. Because shadow work is just aspects of ourselves that hasn't seen the light yet or in a while. Yes, yes. Thank you for saying that for the listener. I appreciate that very much. Um, because that's what it is. Because right? I don't want it to sound scary because the word like shadow self, the dark aspects of ourselves, it's just where it's, it's kind of hiding. We put it in a closet and just said, not now, later. Right? And we're just like, I can't. Um, because, you know, wherever we may be in our lives, we may not have the tools to process these things that may be coming up. And so um, whatever these survivor mechanisms that we've attained, um, whether it be caving, um, hermiting deeply, um, is just a process until you're able to come in and learn all these different aspects of yourself and kind of you take the lead and open the closet be like okay you first right 
and then we'll tackle you next. Um, that's when that's when you're doing intentful shadow work. Otherwise, when it just comes up because it comes up. Yeah. You know, something That's, that yeah. I appreciate deeply when studying the subconscious mind, and I've gone through various certifications mm-hmm. on the understanding of the subconscious mind and reprogramming it and all yeah. that fun stuff. Our subconscious mind has this amazing mechanism where it will not allow you to access mm-hmm. memories or experiences that you do not have the capacity to process at this time. That's why when we have repressed emotions and as we begin to do this work, you know, you may clear some stuff and then more things you can begin to remember. That's essentially the way of your higher self and your subconscious mind saying, okay, you can now hold this. So a gentle reminder, if something's coming up in your space, you have the strength, the abilities, you know, to, to work with it. If it's here, you can. Of course, you know, I suggest especially if the, you know, much more challenging, heavier things, get someone who can help you and support you and do that. But I just wanted to shine light on that because we're so powerful. And sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit Mm -hmm. for how much we do hold on a daily and like what we are capable of. And one, I just think that's so fascinating to think of like how divinely we're created to have like this little lever in the back to be like, eh, no, actually they're not able to to hold that quite yet. Yeah. And like let you build up the stamina and the strength, I think is yeah. truly remarkable. Absolutely. I didn't even know that there was like, it could do that, right? I, it was like kind of an inkling of it would allow certain things um, because even like you said, the repressed memories. Um, and if you're not ready, I wonder how that works. So have you ever done ayahuasca? I have. How does that work? Because I have yet to do it. I've done DMT, but not ayahuasca. And it's a different experience because I've heard so many stories. I'm like, yeah, that's not what I had. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that work with the subconscious? Because that's what's happening, right? It's kind of like allowing the unseen to come forward. Yeah. So that's where there's a strong need for integrity mm-hmm. of the facilitator and the screening process and the mm-hmm. awareness. Because okay. when we sit with ayahuasca, that filter, that space, isn't fully engaged in the beingness. Right. And so when, you know, sitting with grandmother, she's a master teacher, mm-hmm. and my mama bear is going to come out for a moment. Please, if ayahuasca is not calling you, don't go sit with ayahuasca. And if you're like, how do I know if ayahuasca is calling me? She's not. You'll know. She yeah, will no. call you. And that's where there's a space where it's like a teacher saying, hey, I have something, I have lessons for you and I'm here to work with you now. Mm -hmm. And the teacher might be like, I'm not for you, but if you try to push at it, she's like, okay, you can come, but you don't know what you're gonna get. When we sit with ayahuasca, we blast ourselves into, you know, sphere very similar to DMT, Mm -hmm. where that space of that protection mechanism if you're sitting with those you know a shaman and someone who has been doing this through lineages and lifetimes you know they know how to hold that space and to bring that level of support and protection from outside things Mm. but they can't necessarily guarantee that some of that darker like space isn't going to come up and out 
So it's a little bit less of like, it's like a little gatekeeper who's there. Mm-hmm. And then when like, I'm going to use the ayahuasca, it's like, oh, I'm going to go take 15 and go like take a break. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. I love that you brought up that disclaimer because it's yeah. really important because, uh, you know, in the age of um, natural drugs i guess we could call them right natural people just want to use it as if they misuse marijuana right because it's also a medicine and we've all been there where we kind of use it as as a thing to do versus um an energy to work with and collaborate um so that's one and then you have psilocybin and then you you have dmt and ayahuasca i did the natural i did the bufo um and i also had you know a facilitator there and um, definitely you need that um, and I love that you brought that up to, to when it does call you to follow where that leads you into what space is that going to be is that going to be somewhere close to where you are maybe you may need to go to Peru or Costa Rica um, so just allow for grandmother to, to lead you into that space and I love how you said you'll know and you do because that's the only reason I did it it's the same Mm-hmm. It was just like calling. I was like, really? The the top of the... I haven't even done ayahuasca. You want me to go straight to DMT? That's kind of crazy. Amazing. <laughs> How was your Bufo experience? Remarkable. It was mm-hmm. it was interesting because I didn't take... I didn't have memory of a lot that I brought back. Mm-hmm. But I knew... This was two years ago. I knew that through time, they will sprinkle the release, like the subconscious, mm-hmm. right? Just here's this message and here's this and it's been like that still since two years ago um and so now i can remember more of what i saw and what what the energy was there uh was uh archangel gabriel Mm. and that was i didn't know then until later on i'm like oh that's who was there talking to me Mm. um i did i didn't know what light 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 language was but when I came back into my body, that's all I was speaking. Mm, nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, right? And um, I didn't know then. And then months later, I heard this light language concept through Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And there I heard people speak light language. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's that's what I was sounding yeah. like. I didn't know. Um, but truly beautiful journey. I would love to do it again i will say that your meditation brought me back to that because when i went Mm -hmm. to in smoke it the facilitator said to me one more sip of the breath (laughs) so when you did the meditation i was like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) that's what she said to me (laughs) all natural bufo coming at you the heart all natural all natural (laughs) yeah i know they're synthetic and i'm like i'm not about that life so i'm like no i just i'll get the real deal and there's this gentleman who um, who facilitates, he's a um, uh, shaman. He works out of New Mexico, but he does touring around the country and comes to your city and rents, you know, someone's house and does it. So I did it like very LA style. It was a house rented in Malibu with this beautiful view. And I thought to myself, I'm like, look at this. Now I'm so LA. <laughs> like, but yeah, it was it was a great journey. And for those listening, um, only only do um, if you've you're being called to it because it is um, something that it's kind of like um, never knowing how to ride a motorcycle and you're like I can do it because I know how to ride a bicycle nope 
don't even <laughs> don't do that to yourself um, because you know as anything else if you misuse it you you can have a negative experience and you don't want that to be your experience I hope um, right a, I'd add to that there's the this is it's not a sprint it's a marathon and that's one thing I'm so grateful yeah. for I sit with various indigenous elders um, I'm blessed to have them as teachers and mentors in my life mm. And one thing that one of the teachers really challenged me, Grandmother Moonwalker, she challenged me a lot of, like, we need to uh, have you unlearn some things and, like, mm. rebuild your foundation. And yeah. remember that we want to build a solid ground and make this sustainable. Yeah. That we can reach all of these higher heights of these different spaces completely natural through meditation and through these different practices and tapping into our gifts and skills. She said, it may take a bit longer, but it's sustainable. And then you can be living it and access it when you need to, as you need to. Mm -hmm. And for a full shift into a new understanding of life, it takes a series of different perspective shifts. So we go through these different perspective shifts, and then in time, there's a sustainable, complete shift of beingness. And what can happen if we're not creating that strong foundation, and we just blast ourselves into this world, it can be hard to then integrate it into our day-to-day lives, where there's ways that we can build ourselves into these different frequencies. Yeah that we're okay, we have a foundation of already an accelerated and elevated mm-hmm. perspective and view of the world that then it's like, oh, okay, then we can go for a little hike up the mountain. You know, like we're already like, if we like live, start to learn how to live halfway up the mountain, right. then when we go to the peak of the mountain, it's not such a big drastic drop when we come down. Where that's been, um, there's a few people that I'm working with one-on-one right now where that's you know, they found their way to me um, after sitting with a few different medicines and having a hard time then integrating it. And then mm. so what do I do now? Yeah. So my mama bear's extra sensitive around this right now, yeah. you know, and it's their journey. It's exactly what needed to happen. You know, it happened. So it's exactly what needed to happen. If something yeah. else was supposed to happen, then that would have happened. Yeah. It's, you know, where it's there, where it's like, okay, yeah. let's build our, our building blocks yeah. here and create that strong foundation so that we can slay the game of our game because we're yeah. all here to to slay. Yeah. I love that you offer that um, because I had a DMT hangover for a week and a half by myself. I mm-hmm. luckily had a friend who had already done DMT but not synthetic. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of had someone... And help me understand what was going on. Um, it, it it was it was, you know, at the time I didn't know what was happening. I'm like, yeah, I went to a su- such a different high vibrational space, come back into the body, and then to integrate that, it takes time. Yes. So I'm I'm glad that you you brought that up and, and with leading with that. Um, besides the Reiki and, and this one on ones, what else uh, do you offer the, the community uh, in the healing process? Yeah. Um, so we work in different layers. We do have, you know, Reiki trainings if someone's feeling called to learn it for themselves mm-hmm. from level one, level two, and master. Um, then private healing sessions are available. And then we have the one-on-one coaching, 
I have an eight-week group program. We just closed out the last cohort. We had amazing group of women. Uh, we closed out last Monday. The next one will be in September. So the wait list is open for that. And then we have our retreat that is uh, a year-long program. So we'll be in Costa Rica for a full week, um, six nights, seven days uh, in December, which is a full immersion. Uh, and then we'll be together in the in that cohort for a year. Amazing. Wow, so excited. I know Kelly was telling me about it beforehand. I'm like, oh my gosh, because I've been needing to, wanting to go to a, a retreat. So we shall see. Um, and by saying it and her mentioning it was already like, this is where you're going. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and now the sun's coming in. Um, mm -hmm. But... Um, before I, I let you go, Goddess, I wanted to see if there's anything that calls to you that you may want to share with the listener that you think it may be important for them to hear. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Mm. So a reoccurring message that's been coming up in, in various conversations of reflection and just reminders for all of us, because we're all just in a dance of remembering. You know, none of us are ever really learning anything new. We're just remembering what's innate within our soul. Mm. And as we're in this world of AI advancements, may we continue to remember our AI, our ancient intelligence that lies within ourselves and be the bridges for this. And a key aspect that allows us to continue to keep deeply rooted in our ancient intelligence is the heart space that allows us to be our authentic selves. You know, permission to be who you are, your magical self, your messy self, your fully expressed, your loud laughter, your, you know, your flashy dressing, how whatever that is for you. Like we not only do we want it, we need authenticity at this time. You know, it's it's one of the most powerful medicines for ourselves and for the collective. So just, you know, permission to, to dive in and, you know, yeah. and be your truest self. And um, one last question with that. You said, for the, for the beginner, how would you tell them to distinct your ego self to your authentic self? Mm, great question. Mm. Well, one, I'm going to kind of break the internet on this. My first answer is your ego self is also you. Right. So an invitation of a reminder for all of us, all parts of ourselves are us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one opening, especially if we're feeling we're just beginning to explore and step into our, our journey of authenticity, you know, opening the space of compassion of all, all parts of ourselves are us and we're learning how to deepen into love of all of it. And, Something a little bit more practical of tapping into that, but it feels important to say because yeah. we don't need to slay anything or get rid of anything. Mm -hmm. It's the opposite, yes. you know. Just like ascension isn't about going somewhere; it's actually the deeper we can come into our bodies and connect with Earth, the more we can rise. You know, it's yes. the world of oxymorons. But asking yourself, you know, two powerful questions that can help to tap into that authentic truth. Question one. Who am I? And not answering that question off of who you were a year ago, 
who you were a week ago, even, you know, an hour ago. Really sit with that question. You know, maybe place a hand on your heart and hand on your belly and ask yourself, who am I in this exact moment? And not lying to yourself, not gaslighting yourself. Like, who are you in this moment? How do you feel? What are you up to? What are you curious about? And really allowing yourself to get, you know, clear on this exact moment, who are you? The second question is then asking, who am I becoming? And again, this isn't the space of who do you want to become, which is a fine line in that, if you reach out if you're needing clarity of the space, but who am I becoming and listening, asking that question and listening. Who am I becoming? What is that true north that I'm being called to? And it's going to change because it's stepping blocks. Who I was becoming when at the start of this journey, you know, has continued to change. I'm now becoming, you know, different versions of myself. I'm becoming more of a, you know, a show pony, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) a talking head, you know, and I'm becoming a global leader and I'm becoming, there are different spaces where this wasn't what I was becoming before. I was becoming a healer. Yes. Yeah, so those are two powerful questions to help us get really present and a little bit more clear of the what we're swimming in and who we are now and also support us in starting to head towards that true north. That was beautifully said. Beautifully, beautifully said. Thank you so much. I know that the listener will definitely appreciate that um, because these are the questions I know that collective is asking themselves so i appreciate you diving in and 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 allowing for this information to come through and be heard um thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your energy and your light with me and and the listeners um it's been a gift meeting you likewise love i so appreciate you Thank you. And thank you all to the listeners for tuning in and expanding with us in this beautiful space. And um, remember that the breath is the secret and always lead with love. Until next time. Thank you. If today's episode resonated with you in any way, please subscribe to my podcast and share with anyone that may need to hear today's message. You can find me at Presently Aki on all social media platforms. Gratitude donations are also accepted via Venmo at Presently Aki. My wish for all of you is to find the courage and strength to start the path to self-love through mindfulness, because you deserve it. Remember the breath is the secret, and always lead with love.